Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Aaron, and we really appreciate Megan being with us. Megan's team won the 18 and over 3-0 state championship. So Aaron, can you take the first question? Yeah, sure. And congratulations. Winning states is hard to do. We've been Thank there you. several times and, you know, you go to states and not win more than you go to states and win. So congrats. That's right. That's, awesome. That's right. right? <laughs> um, so can you tell us about like when you started playing tennis, what your experience is? Sure. So one of my friends, our, our boys grew up playing baseball together. We were just sitting at a tournament and she we were on the bleachers and she turned and looked at me and was like, Hey girl, you like tennis? And I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and so she got me plugged into a winter ladies league and, um, wasn't USTA or anything like that. I joined that as a two five. And then my first spring, she talked me into that too. It was like, it's <laughs> 2018. And, um, most of us from that team were all still friends. We actually just had lunch yesterday. Um, she got me into tennis. And it was great. It was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, you always need that friend that whether you've ever played before or not said you can do this. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, we've talked to a lot of people that um, I mean, I didn't touch racket till I was 40. I'd done other sports, but and there's so many people that we had a lady that jumped in when she was 56, you know, others yeah, right. that played as a kid. And then mm-hmm. just like you just needed some, you know, fun competitive yeah. outlet as an I was, adult. I was 37. Yeah, that's awesome. So how did you find your team? Uh, so most of these ladies, even from 2018 are still together. Uh, there's four of us. Um, we got nicknamed the fierce four. Ah. And so we are all still together. Us four, we still text and talk all the time. Um, a lot of these ladies, I played in a match. Um, and it was just such a great match, whether I won or lost, I would get their contact info and talk them into, uh, playing with me again in the future. Um, and then some of the ladies on this team are friends of ladies I already had on my team. And that is basically how this team was made. So just that's great. a small net group that just expanded. I guess we had 15. We had a full roster. I see that you're the captain of the team that won states. That's so great. You could mm-hmm. not pay me to captain an adult recreational team of women. Um, can you talk about maybe the best and worst parts of captaining? Sure. Um, so I do have some OCD tendencies. So I'm very, very thorough and organized, which people love that. Um, I usually put out the whole schedule ahead of time. Um, so the best part of captaining for me is is the charts and the puzzle of figuring out who can play with who, when, um, and then even the availability. I, we have a town team, so I even handle all the court fees on my own, and then everyone pays me um, their court fees. And then just seeing it all come together and uh, have a great season, that's that's the best. I, I just love, love that part. Um, the worst for me is waiting for everyone to put in their availability. Um, and then on the tough matches, deciding who I'm going to play and who I'm not going to play. I I hate that part. Yeah. We have great chemistry on this team. I mean, everyone, I'll I'll call them and I'll text them and I'll say, what do you want? Who do you want to partner with? You know, what can I do to just make this work for you? And then they all give me their feedback. But at the end of the day, every single one of them will say, 
I will do whatever you need me to do. And that is just this group of ladies. They're just so awesome. Yeah, that's great. I've had no drama. No drama. That's that's the key. That's yes. actually key. We've had yes. a we've had a couple teams, Carolyn and I, where we're like, "There's no drama," and it mm-hmm. makes it makes um, winning easier because you don't have to deal with any of that outside silliness. Yes. You yeah. know, yes. you just go and play your matches. And I always say, as a captain, that I put people on courts where I think that they're going to succeed. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win or they're going to lose or I'm going to flip a court, but um, put them where they are most likely to succeed, um, even if that means a loss, but it's going to be really good tennis, you know? Like, I don't want people to have their self-worth put in a match because it really comes down to like a captaining deciding based on strategy where they're going to be the most successful. Right. So it sounds like you do that. Yes. And most of these ladies have uh, set partners. Um, and then some of them didn't, but through the, through the process of the season, we found partnerships that worked really well. And that's another key to our success really is good partnerships. That is, I'll bet if we took teams that go on to States and to see what their lineups are, I'll bet they're the ones that have the most continuity between like keeping partners together. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's key. Awesome. So do you do research on teams before you (laughs) before you cut your lineups? Yes. Everyone makes fun of me. I have a notebook that I handwrite everything out. Uh, I make physical charts with uh, who we are going to be playing. I'm not normally during the season because I pretty much know everyone in our league um, and kind of what to do. But for states and now sectionals, um, just to evaluate who we're going to play. So I make a chart and I use tennis rating to just write down what their supposedly Mm -hmm. level of play is. And then I put in their records for 3.0 doubles and then 3.5 doubles and then 3.0 singles and then 3.5 singles. And then I put how long they've played. And then I put if they're under 40, because that is key. Yeah. So... Uh, and then I just, that's her metrics. I like that's my metric. I have other metrics too. I'll tell you, but go ahead. Yeah. And then, uh, then I can see, you know, is this a a single stud? Is this girl normally only D one and she always wins? Um, then I can just kind of get a feel for the caliber of team we're getting ready to play. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I have a lot of confidence in my ladies. I, I don't, stack courts or anything like that. I, I played straight up all year and then we just played with confidence on who we were going to face. And then, um, personally to me, the scariest person that I see on a roster is the highest rated player who is under 40 and is a stud singles player. Yeah. That is the player that I'm like, Oh, <laughs> great. She's going to be really tough. Yeah. So, and I'm a singles player. So I mainly only play singles on this team. Gotcha. So, yeah. And that person's a self-rate too. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's what you look for. Oh, God. Person's self-rated. Yes. They're not computer rated. Yeah. They're self-rated. Uh, yeah. Car- yeah. Carolyn knows these people. Oh. And especially <laughs> single year, you know, with no one getting bumped. Yeah. yeah. It's just a weird year because there's so yeah. many self-rated people that have continued just on in joined. 2021 from 2020. And you know, well, they should not be at this level anymore. Yeah. Like, a lot of us shouldn't either. So. Right. Exactly. Uh, it's a lot fair of game. 
it's gonna get flushed out it'll get flushed out in november when this when the new ratings come out i actually had a girlfriend years ago um who her team was going on to they went to states and sectionals as well and she even researched like um whether they um worked during the day like how long they'd been playing you know because like there's so many factors you know i think if she had been able to figure out like how often do they clinic (laughs) (laughs) yeah she was doing as much reason but they won section as they won both states and sectionals wow that's so yeah her metrics were yes they were and that is true most of my ladies do work full-time we were we were a weekend team yeah. So yeah, if I see a daytime team from a country club, then I know we're in trouble. It's on. <laughs> it's on. Yeah. It's on. It is on. That's right. Uh, that's awesome. Okay. So Megan, can you tell us that you won the most memorable part of states? Sure. I mean, obviously the championship match afterwards was awesome. You know, we were just celebrating, but the whole weekend as a whole, uh, just being there together, we all stayed in the same hotel. Uh, we went out to eat together. We hung out together. We went to the matches together. We, whoever wasn't playing, you know, was no one was coming and going. We stayed as nice. a unit the whole time. Um, like I said before, my team really, I mean, we just have great chemistry and, um, that the whole thing, it was just, they're some of my best friends. Yeah. So that's that, hard to do too at our age because, like you talked about coming and going, there have been states where we've had people going in and out of town because it's, mm-hmm. you know, whatever season it is, you, it might be summer where, you know, you have things to do with, you know, family or friends or kids or whatever. But yeah, being able to be together all weekend and know that everyone is kind of there, whether you're on a court playing or on the sidelines cheering, mm-hmm. you know, I that's awesome. I think that's it was, really, yeah, was great. That's, um, another favorite part, of mine at States was the support we had from back home. I had opposing captains in our league texting me, following us, cheering for us. Um, and we were sitting around dinner one night when one of the opposing captains uh, sent me a text and I told, you know, my teammates and literally, I mean, even talking about it now, it brings me to tears because um, we have such a close, close relationship with everyone in our league. And um, just, I mean, even now going to sectionals, you know, they're all cheering for us and they um, will just text me and they want to know how we're doing and they're going to follow us. Um, and I love that. I love the community of women that we have in our league. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. So Megan, what advice would you give to another team that's going to States for their first time? For a team, I would say just enjoy it. It is such a fun experience, win or lose. I mean, it is mm-hmm. just so much fun to uh, go and compete and uh, meet all these other ladies from all over our state. That was my third time going to States. The other two times were for singles, but I have always met some of just the funnest, nicest people. Um, it's a shame with the COVID restrictions, they're not doing the social Um they didn't this year, but that was always really fun too. If, if when you go, there's a social, definitely attend that. It is so fun. And for the advice I would have for captains is have a plan, make mm-hmm. it early, let your teammates know your plan because your team can relax on uh, knowing what to expect. You know, put out the lineups that you're going to use, um, read through all the rules, be organized so that if something crazy pops up, you're prepared and you know what you're going to do. And that just really keeps everything 
cool, calm, and collected. So we're always talking about being cool, calm, and collected. That is really good advice because I know a lot of teams that go to states and then make a plan. And those are the ones where those players are, they're not playing together anymore. There've been hurt feelings. I didn't get matches. I, you know, this, that, and the other. And that is so smart, Megan, that you do that because it really sets everyone's expectations before they've spent money to go away. Absolutely. To go be in a stressful situation where you're competing, you know, Mm -hmm. then they're ready. They already know. Okay. I'm playing with this partner on this day at this time. They can just be ready. Yeah. I really like that too. I don't normally captain, but just as a player to know, okay, I am going to play on this day and I'm going to play maybe on the next day. Even if I don't play well on this day, I'm going to play the next day at this Mm -hmm. time. So I like that you put that out there. So everybody is kind of on the same page Mm -hmm. um, going into it. Absolutely. Unless, you know, someone gets sick or gets injured. Injured. Yeah. Even if you had a bad match, which happened at States, I had a couple ladies have actually have a couple uh, just, not so great matches, but I didn't change a thing. And yeah. you know what? Their third match, they killed it. Yeah. They, they gave awesome. them confidence that they didn't Absolutely. get pulled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would never do that. Yeah. 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 I like it. So you win based on organization. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm taking notes. <laughs> These are all the right things to do and how to win yeah. states. Yeah. Thanks very much to Megan for being on the podcast. I really liked her advice where she mentioned benefits of having a set partner. And I also love how she goes ahead and sets out the lineups before the tournament. So everybody knows when and where they are going to play. She mentioned that one of the worst parts of captaining was waiting for people to put in their availability. So I'm going to try to put in my availability quickly. As far as sectionals, Megan's team did great. They missed making the semifinals by one match tiebreak. Megan had told us she used TennisRecord.com to research her opponents. And after sectionals, she let us know that she thought TennisRecord.com was accurate. So I thought that was really interesting that she believes TennisRecord.com is accurate even across different states. Aaron and I and our friend Teresa have discussed the different tennis rating websites in a previous episode. If you would like to listen to it, please check out episode number two. Also, if you'd like to see a picture of Megan and her team, please check out our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon.